The parsha starts off Ela Mishpatim Asher Tosim Lefneim, and Rashi brings down this that it says Ve'ela with a vav. Whenever it says Ela, it's Pasul Asarishoynus, and whenever it says Ve'ela, it's Moisav Alarishoyn. Ma Elu Alarishoynim Misinai, Af Elu Misinai. Pasha Rashi means to say that to, to emphasize this fact that it was Misinai. It's similar to what the Rav says in Ovis. The Rav says in Ovis that the Ovis starts off with Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, and the Rav points out why is it specifically by that parak of Mishnayos that it has to tell you Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. So the Rav says that we understand the halachas, we understand the dinim that come from a Baruch the Lama Tesh Malachas that they can't do, but that we know it comes from a Baruch But when, I, when we're going ahead and we're establishing derech eretz, we're standing a way to operate. So the Goyim also have their code of ethics, so to speak. They also have their way which the country has to run, and they need certain laws to be put in place with which the country should run. So people would come to say that Ovis is full of derecheretz and moisturous and things between Ben Adam and Chaveri. So a person that has nothing to do with Misina, that has nothing to do with HaKadosh Baruch so therefore, the, 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 the Mishnah wants to start off and say, Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, that the same way all the other halachas and all the other dinim come from Torah Misinai, so too their Heretz and Midas also comes strictly from, from Misinai. The Goyim don't have, don't have any shaykhs to the dinim and to the Midas of, of, of the Yiddish people. To give a little bit of a mushal, if you have uh, on the Garden State Parkway. So we know that to go on the Garden State Parkway, the official speed limit is 65 miles per hour, which the government obviously does to protect people. People shouldn't get too wild. But if a person knows that if he goes up to 78 on the Garden State Parkway, he's not going to get a ticket. So if a person drives home and he's coming down to the parkway, he could go from the beginning of the parkway to the end of the parkway, and he's going 78. He comes home without a ticket, so he's okay. He's a good guy. There was nothing wrong with what he did. He doesn't feel any loss. Why? Because the whole idea of the, of the thing is to protect you. Here you made it back and forth. They made it as a chayk medina. Here you made it back and forth without any damage. So you're okay. You're a good guy. There's nothing wrong on your record. Whereas by, by the dinam of Kali, so it's not like that. That even if you're not caught, even if you don't have, you have somebody else's money and something else is with you, but there's a loss in the person himself if he does against the dinam. Even if he doesn't get caught, even without Adam. So the dinam that applied to Kali Yisrael is a different dinam. That's why it's a halacha is that even if you go to our kois, of a guy and he paskins the same halacha, still you can't do it. It's a whole different, it's a whole different concept. The goyim, their, their way of doing things is to keep the Medina, so to speak, to keep the Chayka Medina. Whereas Kala Yisrael, the dinam that, that we get from HaKadosh Baruch, Benodom Mechaveri, is specifically for the person himself. And even if the person is not caught, even if the person doesn't get caught, but if he has money that doesn't belong to him, even if it's Peshoigeg, there's something lacking in the person himself. And that's the idea, that uh, Mishpatim that, that, that we have, all this and all these dinim that we're going to go now is also to emphasize this point that they all come strictly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a Mishnah in, in Abba Metziah. The Mishnah says that if you have shnei umim, shehitu zehzeh, you have two workers that they trick the, or they, they mistaken each other. The Gemara goes through exactly what the case was where a person hired workers and he told them a certain amount back and forth. And the Mishnah says that if you do such a thing, tarumis. you only have tarumis. In other words, you can't take the money from him, but you're allowed to have ta- tarumis. Says Rabbi Sol Salanta, you see that there's a din when you're allowed to have tarumis. Even tarumis, there's a din of when a person is allowed to have. This, this case, you're allowed to have tarumis. In other cases, it could be you can't have tarumis. Everything has to be a p. the dine Torah. That's what it means, that the Mishpatan came from Sinai. And therefore, just like the other halachas, 
if you eat treif, we know that it's a chesaron in the person, and the person is lacking in something. So too, if he has tarumis when he's not supposed to, if he takes money when he's not supposed to, the same Sinai that gave us the halacha of treif, gave us this halacha of dini mamanis. I, I recall a, a maisa that happened here in, many years ago, where there was four fellows, there was a business that was started by four people, Three of the people decided that they needed, they couldn't continue with the fourth person. He wanted to go in one direction, they wanted to go in a different direction. And they went ahead and they, they basically left him no option that he had to leave the business. And the person took the high road, so to speak. And he said, you know what, I'm not going to fight, I'm not going to fight, I'm not going to fight. And he left and he started his own business. And the business that they were in started to go down a little bit. And he himself was not so, so successful in, what he, in his new venture. And someone came over to him and says, you know, you think you took the high road, but I think you're making a mistake. Because you, you walked away from it, but you didn't walk away from it, Belayf Shalom. You walked away, Belayf Shalom, and you said, okay, okay. But you have tarumas. You are upset at them. And therefore, you're upset. You're not allowed to be upset. Either go to an empire and fight for what's right, or be Michael then Belayf Shalom. Tarumas is, you're, you're both wrong. You're both failing. You can't have tarumas, but that's the concept. The concept is that everything... And every action and everything that we do has to be based on, it is based on the fact that, that we get it, that we get it, Misinai. Um, someone showed me a Zohar that says, that it says, These are the, the dinim, so to speak, of the Gulgoyalists. That means that there's an aspect of Gulgulim over here. And the Mepharshim explained that sometimes you could go to within Torah and you could be completely in the right. You could be the right. But because of something that happens, you'll end up losing. And you might get upset. So it's the halachas, you should know that it comes from a previous Gilgul, and don't worry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of it. And there was a mice with the Chazanish, that there was someone that found money in Panovich. And he came to the Chazanish, and he says, I know that the halacha is that if you find money in a base medrash, you're allowed to keep it. Because the person always checks his pockets to make sure his money's there. And therefore, when well, he checked his pocket and he realized that the money's not there, he'll be Ayish. And uh, therefore, you're allowed to keep it. So he says, I was in the yeshiva. I stayed there for a first day, the second day. I did not see one person check his pockets. And I found it in the base madrash. So am I allowed to keep it? Nobody checked their pockets. So the Chazanish told him the same word. He said that really it could be in the previous Gilgal, this guy owed you money. He's not going to owe you money. And if he would have been Hefker, if he would have been Ayish, he wouldn't have paid back his choyib because you took it from Hefker. Like this, he was not miyayish, and therefore it still remained his, technically. So when you pick it up, and the din is, shaloi, that you're allowed to keep it, he is now paying you back what he had to, what he had to do. So you could have a certain case where there, you think you're right, and you know you're right, but you have to leave it to HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch who knows. That's not the thing. And some people want to say that this is shot in a medrash. That the Medrash says, that it says, that you established meshorim la'avucha to the people that loved you, that the Hashem gave us mishpatim, and the mishpatim are oisim meriva beinoi lebeinoi. They make a fight, they make an argument. And then eventually you'll, you'll, you'll buy b'shalom. So he said, what, kind of, what, what, what does this mean? That the Kharish gave us mishpatim, and the mishpatim are oisim meriva? What does that mean, that the oisim meriva? That the, the mishpatim make the argument? So he says, this is the case. The case is where a person could go ahead, and he can learn all the mishpatim, he can know klar the halacha, and he knows through the halacha that he learned, that he was Isaac and that he was busy with, that he's correct in his psak, and he comes to Bezdin, and Bezdin has the paskin based on their ashara, that it's, that it's no good, that it's no good. So, so therefore, what the, what the Midrash is saying is that 
because of these mishpatim, and you went through these mishpatim, then it's oisin meriva, beni benayim. But that's what caused the machlekes. In other words, if you're going to think, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and not realize that it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it's going to be oisin meriva. And the Archaim says a very interesting thing, a thimble concept. He says what happens in the, in the Pasuk that says, loisi acharei rabim lorois, loimtois acharei rabim lintois, he says, what happens if you have a dayan that the halacha is that if all the dayanim say chayev, then you're potter, right? Because nobody was mighty schus, so then you're potter. So what happens if a dayan feels that the fellow is potter, is chayev? He feels that the person's chayev. And he's the last dayan, and all the dayanim paskin chayev. So now he comes, if he's going to hold the way he holds that you're chayev, the person's going to be potter. If he's going to say potter, so then we'll go bossa roiv, and then the guy will be chayev. Or you could have, forget the case, you could have, says the Orchayim, you could have a case where he holds the guy's potter. So if he says chayev against his own ashara, then Bezin's going to pass him potter. But if he says the way he really holds that the guy's going to be potter, so then you'll have, you won't have everybody saying chayev, you'll have one person saying potter, so then the guy will talk be chayev. So based on, if he, he, could he change his din based on what he knows what the outcome is? And says the Archive, no, you can't do that. How could, we have to, you have to go according to our psak, we have to live according to the psak of Bezdin. What happens is that that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu's, that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu's territory, what happens. You have to paskin based on P, your halacha. So in other words, if you, even if you're right, you mishpatim, and you hold that you're right, and the outcome is going to be based on what you hold to be right, there's only a certain amount that we do. The mishpatim are based on Hashem, whatever he, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of, and we have to do what we have to do. To, to talk about this medrash, I just want to say maybe a little differently. That this that the medrash says, that if you have mishpatim, is oisa meriva, you could, based on a maisa, on maybe you could say the medrash a different way. It's not exactly the same case, but it's a, it's a story that happened where there was a rope, there was a town where there was a gavir, and a lot of people were not happy with the gavir. They, they felt that he didn't give the proper amount of tzedakah, and they didn't give him respect, and they made fun of him, and they had nothing to do with him. And by his levaya, not too many people went, but the rov of the city made sure to go to this levaya. And he made to speak, he made a presentation, he, made a, he gave him a lot of covet. And afterwards, someone came over to the rov and said, what's the pshat? You know, we weren't so uh, happy with him. Why are you giving him so much covet? So he says, I know... I think there were three dinatari that he came. I know two of them. I don't know the third one. But there was a, a fellow that lived in the town, and he, wasn't, he was struggling with Parnoso, and he decided that in order for him to make Parnoso, he has to go to another town and to make money. So his wife was not excited to be left without Parnoso for however long it would take him to come back. So she didn't want to let him go. So he said, listen... Go to this Kavir, this one who had just passed away. Go to this Kavir. He promised that he's going to take care of you. And every week, you go to him and he'll give you money. Sure enough, the first week comes, she knocks on the Kavir's door, and he starts telling him, no, my husband sent me, and he didn't really at first hop, but then he hopped what happened that the husband said, and every week he would pay her. And after the guy came back, after many months of being away, the guy came back and he was successful, and he had a lot of money, so he thought he was coming back home to a... Uh, you know, a uh, poor house, everyone's upset, upset at him, and this and that. And he came prepared with his excuses, and he comes in, and he sees everything's going smoothly, everyone's happy, everyone has enough money, everyone's well-fed, everyone's well-clothed, they all have enough clothing. So he hopped what happened, so he ran to the Gavir, and he said, listen, I, want, I made enough money, I want to pay you back for all that you did to me. So the, the guy said, what are you talking about? This is my mitzvah, I did this mitzvah, you can't just buy this mitzvah. 
So he says, you can't, and the guy fought back, and he says, you can't get mitzvahs on my cheshben. I want to give you the money. So they went to this rov for the dentire. And however, he paskin. That was one of the cases the rov said. There was another case where there was a, someone who, was, who collected money for a wedding for his daughter. And the day of the wedding, or the day before, I mean, the week of the wedding, the money was missing. And it was a behold, and what should they do? And he was going crazy. And this Kabir said, I found the money. He came in and he found the money. And he gave the money to the fellow, and a couple of weeks went by, and a guy came over to the Kabir and said, listen, I know I originally took the money. I know that you gave the money. I have harata now that I took the money. I want to pay you back. I have to pay you back the money that I have. And the guy said, nothing doing. It was my mitzvah, came my way. I'm, I'm going to keep the mitzvah. And the other guy says, no, 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 I want to do my kapar, I got to do my thing. And they came to the Rav, and the Rav Paskin, what he, what he wanted to the Paskin. So sometimes, to, maybe that's what the measure should be, sometimes you could have that Hashem who says, I gave you Meshoram. So when I give you Meshoram, you realize that you have to live according to the Meshoram and the Mishpatim that Hashem gave us. And therefore, you want that everything, you don't want money. So it's Ois and Mariva, each one could come, not Mariva that they make a fight. They could have a Mariva, this one comes and says, I'm Chayef to you. And this one says, I'm chayef to you. That, that's what you could have. The mishpatim, because HaKadosh Baruch gave us these mishpatim. No good, Rabbi <laughs> if, if I gave you these mishpatim, so therefore a person's going to be metaktik, and he's going to want to make sure that he's doing everything right. And if he holds that he has money that doesn't belong to him, then it's going to be oysa mariva. That's what's going to cause the mariva. Not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mishpatim caused the mariva. But the person's reliance and the diktuk and the mishpatim, that's what's going to cause the, the, the mariva. That's what the, maybe the medrash means. The Rashi says that Ma Elu Misinai Af Ma Harishani Misinai Af Elu or Osanami Misinai. But this is the way Rashi's pshat. But there's a Yushalmi that says that actually the din of Shiluah Chavodim was said when they came out of Mitzrayim. This that it says, that refers to Shiluah Chavodim, specifically given. And you see in the Haftar in Yermia that Yermia was, was money in Klai Yisrael that they were supposed to send Avodim free, and at first they promised to send Avodim free, and then they kept them back, they brought them back. And he says, because you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, because you didn't keep the bris that I established with you in Eretz Mitzrayim, therefore there was a tr- tremendous, tremendous punishment. And Reb Chaim Shmulavitz explains, and he says, that the idea is that when a person, if a person is uh, in a certain situation, there was a, a fellow I know who happens to give a lot of tzedakah, and he told me that after he, his daughter got married and he realized what uh, the oil was and what the expense was, it was much easier for him to give money to people making chasanas because he had gone through the same situation and he, even though he was Baruch Hashem able to afford it, but he realized that it could be an oil on people and he began to realize what other people's position was and it was much easier for him to give. I mean, someone who goes through something, goes through a tzara and he comes out, he appreciates much more and he's able to... to to, to put his lave and nefesh into it much more. So when the Klai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim, so here they were avodim, then at this time they went free, so they were able to appreciate the whole halacha that ever could only be mishubit for a certain amount of years, how you have to take care of him. So at that particular point, Rakhosh Baruch wanted us to show us the aside of Kamila Chesed, of doing the Ben Adam is that you should be able to put yourself in the position of the person that's coming that has that sorrow, the person that needs it. If you lend money to somebody, you have to put yourself in that position and try to figure out that if you yourself were in that position and you should give it based on that. So that's why it specifically says the din of Shiluah Havodim, right when they came out of Mitzrayim, specifically right when they came out of Mitzrayim, because at that point, Klai Yisrael would realize because they had just gotten out of the Avdus themselves and they got free. So this is the 
time to tell Klai Yisrael about, about the din of, of Shiloh Chavodim. The, the, the parsha continues and it says, but if the Eved says, Ahavti Yisadoyni Yasishti Vesbonai, Right? So the Gemara says that what happens is they take him to the Bezdin and the Bezdin takes a Verotza Adorna Vesozo by Matzeya and they stick it in his right ear. And Rashi says, that it brings the Gemara, that the ear that heard on Har Sinai, either Leisignoiv um, or the ear that heard on Sinai, that's the ear that's going to get pierced, the right ear. So the before the, the, the asked that really the Geneva happened beforehand. He sold him, or if you want to hold that it's Moichar Atzmoi, he sold himself beforehand. Why only after six years is this applied that we tell him that you did it because of Leisignoiv and you did it because of Avodahem? This really happened six years ago. There's a Rabbeinu Yoyinah that brings down that when he talks about the Ichara Tshuva, he talks about people that delay Tshuva, and he gives a marshal. He gives a marshal of you have a, a people that are in jail, and they figure out a way to dig underneath the jail, and everybody packs out through the tunnel, and there's one guy remaining there. And the warden comes in the next day, and he sees this guy, and he sees the, what happened, and he starts beating him up. You're a shaita, shaita, you had an opportunity to go out, and you didn't use this opportunity to go out. So says the Rabbeinu Yoyinah, that's a, a comparable, that's a marshal to somebody who delays tshuva. Because gave us the path to tshuva, and you don't take that path to do tshuva. You're being ma'achar at tshuva. So we understand the marshal, but, uh, the nimshal. But the marshal is not really exact. Why? Because the person, we're, we're in a situation where we should leave. Right? If a bali Aver, they have a chance to do tshuva, so they're in a situation where they should leave. This guy was in jail. He didn't leave. That's where he was supposed to be. He wasn't that he, he did anything wrong, so why, so why is he hitting him? But the idea obviously is that when a person's in jail, the idea of him being in jail is that he should appreciate what happens when he goes out of jail. He should appreciate his chayrus. That's what he's trying to do. So if you're someone that was willing to stay where you are when you had an opportunity, that means you don't appreciate chayrus. That means you are stuck where you are. So the worst thing about the ichat tshuva is that you're ha- happy and you're satisfied where you are. I once heard a marshal where there was a king that took in, he found a, a young child in the forest somewhere and he brought him up and he gave him everything we need. He settled him down with a job. He married him off. He took good care of him. And the, this boy who had grown up got up, said, you know, he felt a little out of place that everything to his life he owed to the king and he started to revolt against the king. Eventually the king caught him and the king was understandably very upset, but he said, just to kill you, I'm not going to do it. That's not enough. So what he did was he, he put up a whole pig pen in the middle of the city or, or, or people walk by and he stuck them into the pigs with the pigs. You're going to live with the pigs. And everybody would walk by and says, this is what happens to such and such a person who, who revolted against the king. And everybody would see it. And he had friends that were, he grew up with and they tried to beg the king to let him go. It's a terrible punishment. It's enough. And he, and he listened. And he, he refused to listen. Time went by and one time one of his king's own son walked by the pig pen and he saw the guy there and he came into the king and he was really upset. You gotta really let him go. You gotta let him go. He says already it's over with. We did we went through all this the king said we went through this already. We decided we're not moving and that's it. Why are you coming to me now all of a sudden? I mean time went by already. So he says every time when I walk by, I used to feel bad in the beginning especially, that this person was living amongst the pigs. Now when I walk by I saw that this person thought he himself was a pig. So he already thought, once you get to that matzav where you're happy and you're sad and you, you, you acclimate to your surroundings, so then already it's a, new, it's a new dimension. So that's the idea. The idea over here is that when you're an Evet, so you did a Geneva, you did a Maitse Geneva, you, you, you were destitute, you were poor, you had to sell yourself, so you, you did it. Now by coming back and saying that you have an opportunity to go out 
and to go be part of society and to live like everybody else, and you still stick with that, so that shows that this is, you hold that this is where you are. This is something which, which is, is not a good thing. You always have to move forward and don't stay where you are and look, and look to grow. Just one quick, uh, one quick part. Just, uh, the Kotzka says that if you look at the Pesach by Almona, it says, I'll listen to their pride. It always uses a double lotion. So he says that the double lotion is because if you're talking about an Almona or Yusayma, they're not allowed to give them pain. And it says, it uses a double lotion. So he says, because when you do it to an Almona or to someone that's down and you bother them, so not only is there the bother that there is, but there is the fact that he thinks that you're bothering him because he's in that situation. So there's an added benefit. So each time you bother him, there's a double whammy. There's not only do you bother someone, that's one thing. But in his mind, he's thinking, why is this guy picking on me? Why is this guy doing this to me? It's because I'm in a bad situation. I'm in a bad situation. If I'm in a bad situation, it's a double whammy. My grandfather, Rabbi Glopin, said the same thing by an Evid. He said that the Pasuk says, Ki imach, that when you treat an Evid, you have to treat him like it's like a koina adun atzma. And Taisa says that if you have one pillow, you have to give the pillow to the Evid. So ask the Marit, what do you mean? If I have one pillow, I'm a lot of why shouldn't I be able to take it myself? I understand I have to try to make sure he gets a pillow. But if there's one pillow, why shouldn't the other get it? So that's what Blake said. Blake said that because that, if you have the pillow and he doesn't have the pillow, the reason why he knows he doesn't have the pillow is because he's an Evan. So therefore, you're telling him that he's an Evan. You're putting him in that position. And that's the same thing. So if something's down, so by you chaperoning him, it's like a double whammy. Okay. Okay, Shkar. Not going on. Okay. Wow.